What is up, New Zealand, and welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we take a break and get way too high. I'm Mantis, and I can smell Brianna through the microphone. And I'm Brianna, and if I was the witch, I'd be a sandwich. And today we'll be reviewing Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween was written by college roommates Adam Sandler and Tim Herlihy and directed by Dr. Steve Brill. Hubie Halloween stars Kevin James, Julie Bowen, and pretty much anyone who's ever shared an elevator ride with Adam Sandler. But before we go watch this motherfucker, we're going to talk about our expectations for it, some things we learned while lazily scanning the internet, and of course we will bring you some news from this week and a little trailer talk. Before we start, though, uh, just another reminder to everybody, just like last week. Uh, I'm going to give them my accent. This is a Bulgarian accent. And I'm going to say, please share you with friends and family. Our podcast and such. We love you so much. Shout out New Zealand. I'm a Bulgarian man who live in New Zealand now. This is my identity. And I am saying, please share this podcast with everyone in New Zealand if you're Bulgarian. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Bulgaria. <laughs> Brianna, what do you got me? What do you got for me this week? Well, as a Caucasian, um, here's my news. <laughs> okay, a Caucasian. Some movie headlines that piqued Brianna's interest. Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins are doing a remake of Cleopatra. I don't know if it's a remake necessarily because they've been doing it for a while and it was an historical event, but they decided to make it, and I assume the gal is going to be. Cleopatra, and I'm ready for it. Let's lay on some eyeliner. Right. Well, Elizabeth Taylor played Cleopatra right back in the fucking like '60s or some shit, so they're probably redoing that movie. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, is it even a remake? Yes. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what kind (laughs) of artistic liberties they take. Gal Gadot's also going to be in an action thriller called Red Notice with Dwayne Johnson, Ren Ryan Reynolds, and Tom Cruise. Those motherfuckers are busy. They're the busiest motherfuckers in Hollywood. Tom Cruise. The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. I swear to God. I swear, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is literally in everything lately, except he always sounds like Deadpool now to me, and so it like ruins it. It doesn't ruin it. He's a great. He's the greatest. He's so funny. I I'm so glad that he got his uh he got his just desserts because oh no that's that's the wrong that would mean that he he got he got served some some good karma in the wrong way. I mean that I like that Ryan Reynolds is finally in the zeitgeist in a positive light because. Van Wilder is a dope movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. That's what you're basing it off. Yeah, of? not The Rise of Taj, but Van Wilder, the original one. He, I was like nine when that movie came out. That was that was dope. Ryan Reynolds is always going to be Van Wilder in my mind. He's and, and he'll always be cool. But yeah, they're doing a movie called Red Notice. Also, Batman got pushed back to 2022. Fucking everything's just getting pushed back. But 2022, like Jesus Christ. Well, sorry, like, Edward Cullen had to go and get COVID and delay everything, but I did see a picture of Colin Farrell from the shoot, and he looks so weird and, like, different, and he has all this, like, prosthetics on, and I'm jazzed. What is he playing in that movie? I think he plays, uh... Oh, the Rid- the the Riddler, the Riddler, the Riddler. Is that who he plays? Oh, that's, I think that's the main bad person, the, the main villain in the Batman, so I'm gonna go with that. And speaking of getting pushed back, Soul, the Soul starring Eddie Murphy, the Pixar movie that's coming out, got pushed back from November to Christmas, but it's coming out on Disney Plus now. 
I don't know if it's going to be a $30 dealio. I'm assuming it's probably going to be a $30 dealio. Although Disney got a lot of shit for Mulan. So maybe they'll bump it down to 15 It's also Christmas, so maybe it'll be free. Who the fuck knows? But that's... I would still pay for that. Would you? Would you pay $30? No, we talked about this. I would pay the most 15 that's pretty much that's that's all I got for movie news this week. Nothing really piqued my interest just like just like you said earlier before we started recording. Nothing really piqued my interest this week. Just a couple just a couple things that stood out. Well, um I have some Tom Cruise news. What's your Tom Cruise oh, news? Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> Tom Cruise news. Tom Cruise news. <laughs> Fuck your oh, own face. Explosion, Maverick, uh, Top Gun. <laughs> um so my Tom Cruise news is that Mission Impossible 7 is filming, and that's exciting because if anyone saw Mission Impossible Fallout, you know that you're whapping for another one, so... Ooh, I can't wait. I've literally never seen one Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's weird because I thought that we saw Fallout together, but... We definitely not. Somehow... We definitely I know. I've already gone over this. I don't know who the fuck I saw it with. I think the last movie we saw in theaters together was... Godzilla King of Monsters. Yes, yes. Godzilla King of Monsters. And then what did I what did I see the time you came and gave me your popcorn? <laughs> I don't know. We were in different movie theaters. You went to see something lame. The story is that I went to the movies with a friend. Brianna was in the movies by herself, seeing something way lamer because she had already seen the movie that I was going to see. And I wanted popcorn, and she had only eaten half of her popcorn, so she said she would give me her popcorn. So uh, I went into the theater and grabbed popcorn from her, and it was refillable, so I was able to refill it. So it was good stuff. Yeah, I got one of those refillable tubs. I didn't get like a little bag. Let's not be weird. Yeah, don't be don't be weird. If you're going to your the movie, your girl can finish a little bag. Um, what was my other news? I have one other thing. The others, the scary movie with Nicole Kidman that changed my entire childhood, is getting a remake, a legit remake. That's weird. Why? I don't know. That movie literally shook me to the core. Is Hollywood that hard up for ideas that they have to go around making remaking trashy, crappy thrillers from the? the early 2000s like what's going on i don't know i mean at least cleopatra was like long ago enough that for a new generation you probably haven't seen it yeah it was also a cult it was also culturally like a huge film at the time the others no cleopatra or cleopatra it was okay. it was a huge movie it was like it was like long as shit and huge production and elizabeth taylor was like super beautiful in it and all that it was a huge thing also i'm kind of bummed hurt that they're not having like an egyptian person yeah wait yeah wait well she is israeli though I, and I'm not saying that Wait, that's. The, I'm not saying Africa. that's. I'm not saying that's the same thing. What? No, I Egypt's know. In Africa. I understand that. I'm not saying the same thing, but it, at least she's not a. At least she's not Margot Robbie playing Cleopatra. I feel like it's a little better with Gal Gadot. Yeah, she's not like a straight up like white girl. <laughs> she's not a white. It's not Cle- Claire Danes is not playing Cleopatra. I think that's like a step in the right direction. But yes, I agree. They could have gotten away with a. They could have found a. A beautiful no-name Egyptian actress, and put her in that role, and she probably would have would have done a, a good job. So, oh well. So yeah, the others just getting a remake. <sighs> that that movie changed me. We're gonna we're gonna leave we're gonna leave the others in the past, Brianna. Just just like we're gonna leave movie news in the past because we're headed to trailer talk. <laughs> So I said, Bri- that was me going around the corner. <laughs> I sent Brianna. Drift. <laughs> I sent Brianna two trailers this week. I sent her 
Fat Man, which I had spoken about a couple episodes uh, prior, and I sent her Promising Young Woman. Fat Man stars Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. It's a drunk Santa movie. This is pretty much pretty much all I got. And this this rich little this rich little boy pays Walton Goggins to kill Mel Gibson. It looks all right. It looks a little better than all right. If I'm going to be frank, I'm excited for it. Like I said before, I really like Walton Goggins. And uh, Mel Gibson actually does play a a, sh- a shitty person because he is a shitty person. So. It's a good role for him. Okay, you just called Santa shitty. Santa is shitty. Fuck Santa. You want to kill him? Oh, jeez. Well, essentially, the, the, the kid hires him because Santa gives him coal. Can't be giving out well, coal. maybe the kid shouldn't be a little fucking asshole. Whatever. Whatever. Fuck, the movie's called Fat Man. It's coming out. <coughs> Walton Goggins is, is dope. Mel Gibson is a racist cunt bag, but he plays a shitty person well because he is a shitty person. Santa sucks ass. Jesus is okay, I guess. What What about Promising Young Woman, Brianna? Promising Young Woman stars Carrie Mulligan as a female sort of messed up vigilante who is seeking revenge on people that wronged her in her past. And it looks really good. I know that over the summer I watched the trailer for it and it just recently got pushed to either Thanksgiving or Christmas time. I don't know. It's not really a Christmas movie, but it looks like she could kill a bunch of men, but at the same time I think it might just be a movie about her ruining men's lives for being scumbags cuz she has like a checklist of like hundreds of people and I don't think they're murders. I think it's just people that she's like, "Oh, like you fucked over this girl, I'm going to get you back" or like you you molested this girl, you raped this girl, you date raped her, blah, blah, blah. And I say, so I think she's getting back for women in the area, but I don't know. It look it looks really good though. The, what is it? Toxic? Do they slow down toxic and make it kind of creepy? Toxic, Britney Spears. Yeah. Britney Jean. Both of those movies though, Fat Man and Promising Young Woman, I hope that their trailers aren't like the peak of their movies and like they don't top out there uh that's always a bummer when the trailer's better than the movie they can make they they do make some good trailers nowadays they can turn some real shitty movies into some good trailers with the right music like toxic britney spears but luckily there's like a lot of unopened answered questions all right that's enough for trailer that's enough trailer talk and now brianna we're gonna enter the Spoiler Freezer. <laughs> so the spoiler free zone is an area where you can feel safe and and comfortable and in the know and you don't have to hear spoilers about the film. Okay? This is a this is a area, this is a safe space, an area where you can come and feel free to let your guard down and we're just going to give you some some throw some little tidbits at you little tid oop oop here's a little tidbit oop here's another little tidbit and then you can decide if you want to go watch the movie at that point because then we're going to come back we're you know we're going to go watch the movie and then we're going to come back and then we're going to be in the motherfucking spoiler zone but right now you're in the spoiler free zone and then when we're out of the spoiler free zone I will give you another warning and Brianna will Brianna will hit you with some some angry angry noise from her mouth hole but for right now once again 
film Hubie Halloween which we are reviewing tonight and we'll watch in a few minutes time was uh filmed in the north shore of Massachusetts Brianna shout out Massachusetts we love Massachusetts I'm a ride or die uh, it was filmed in Salem and like some neighboring communities okay so that's always cool that's always fun Adam Sandler's from New Hampshire so he's always filming in the area at the time of this recording it has a 5.2 on IMDb based on 14,000 reviews it has a 50% critic score based on 50 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and a 52% audience score based on 634 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I find this interesting, Brianna, because even on Metacritic, it has a 53. So it's it's really just split. I'm, you either I feel like you're either going to like this movie or you're going to fucking hate it. I don't think there's any in between. So I feel like if you're a, <laughs> if you're an Adam Sandler stand, like you're going to love it. And if you really don't like Adam Sandler, you're going to hate it. I like him. I feel like with Uncut Gems, he's had kind of a resurgence and he's gained some new fans. But there's always the diehards that have been there since like Happy Gilmore. Um, I'm a, I'm a Happy Gilmore diehard. It's all in the hips. <laughs> Rest in peace, Chubbs. Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler wrote this movie with his writing partner, Tim Herlihy. They met at NYU and they were roommates I don't know if they were roommates all through college, but they, I mean, they had a, a pretty close-knit relationship. Tim went to work at an accounting firm after they graduated, and Adam uh, went to work at SNL. Um, Adam started doing stand-up while he was in college, and Tim actually started writing sets for him and helping him write his jokes. And then when he went to SNL, he started helping him write sketches. And then he was writing Billy Madison, Tim was writing Billy Madison while he was working at the accounting firm. And he was just doing that at nights and kind of just busting his ass. And then he, Tim Hurley, he ended up getting hired to write on SNL in 94. And then he stayed after Adam Sandler left. He became a head writer and he became a producer. Um, and I mean, this, I mean, I think this, 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 how fucking sweet would it be? You go, you go to school to become a fucking accountant. Okay. And, you meet this dude, he's super funny, he's like, hey, I'm going to start doing stand-up. You're like, hey, I think, you know, I could help you write some jokes, that'd be fun. And then this guy becomes super famous, and he's like, let's write that movie that we've always wanted to write. And then so you just go on, and you write Billy Madison, and then you get hired on SNL, and then you write Happy Gilmore, and then you write The Wedding Singer, and then you write Big Daddy, and then you write The Water Boy, and then you write Mr. Deeds. And that's pretty much where we peaked. That's fucking, that's fucking crazy. Can you imagine that? Like, that's like, that's like, that's like hitting the lottery. It's like the golden, go like, I can't even, I can't even imagine like that kind of, oh, I'm just going to be an accountant and do all that kind of stuff. Oh, wait, I, the movies I've written have grossed $3 billion. <laughs> well, that's kind of like how all of Adam Sandler's friends become famous, kind of. Kind of. And, and the director, Steve Brill. Uh, who I named, who I called Doctor Steve Brill uh, earlier, but I don't know. If... Yeah, why do you call him that? <laughs> do you know who Doctor Steve Brule is? No. Doctor Steve Brule is the character that John C. Riley plays on Adult Swim, and he kind of has like a speech impediment and crazy eyes, and he's got like big glasses, and he's like, "Oh, like I'm Doctor Steve Brule here." <laughs> it's it's super funny. It's super funny. You gotta we'll watch it on YouTube after when when we're done. But but Steve Brill has mm. a very interesting career. He co-wrote and directed Heavyweights with Judd Apatow. That's how he got his start. Oh yeah, he did. 
And so uh, then he went on and he directed Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds and Without a Paddle, Drillbit Taylor. He also directed Sandy Wexler, which you were talking about earlier, Brianna. I think that's a fucking weird movie. It's not. I'm not saying bad. I just think it's fucking weird. Um, but he he also wrote, which I mean, like this guy's a fucking '90s legend. You okay? First of all, you co-write and direct Heavyweights. Awesome. Then you go on and you write Mighty Ducks, and D two, and D three. Are we talking about Doctor Stephen Brill still? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Yeah, he wrote he wrote Mighty Ducks D two and D three for Disney. He also did Little Nicky, and then he, you know that wrestling movie with David Arquette, the the weird one, Ready to Rumble. No. Yeah, he he wrote, he wrote that too. <laughs> it's, it's probably for the best. That's a fucking weird movie. That movie, uh, David Arquette became the heavyweight champion of the world, and then on WCW they also made him heavyweight champion of the world. Like to to kind of tie in the brand and and make some money off of it because I guess they were failing at that point. But David Arquette. Well, I'll I'll show you that I'll show you that trailer later too. Fucking fucking weird. Look up that trailer right now if you're listening to this. This is so such a weird movie. Um, but of course in this movie, Adam Sandler has uh, starring aside him pretty much everyone on planet Earth. Uh, you can think of that person: your grandmother, your aunt, maybe your your little cousin who was born a a few months ago they're in this movie my family's not that cool um obviously you have your you have adam sandler julie bowen they both were in happy gilmore together love julie kevin bowen. james is in it mm-hmm. ray liotta steve buscemi i don't look like him but sometimes i get mistaken for him <laughs> rob schneider hey, who's showing netflix Rudolph. sucks fuck fuck rob schneider weirdo weirdo fuck which show were you referring to? It's just called like Rob or something like that. It's an awful show. It it got like a season. It's so bad. It's okay. the worst show ever. Because I watched, I watched his stand-up and I was like thinking that's what you were thinking of. And I was like, I thought his stand-up was no. pretty good. No, no, it's a show. It's it's trash. We can also look at that later. Uh, so okay. Maya, Ru- Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, Tim Meadows, Michael Chiklis, George Wallace, the comedian. Not the racist. Not the rapist. Racist. I said rapist. Sorry, he could have been either. He's you know? probably a rapist too. Fuck George Wallace. Not the not the comedian. Yeah. The racist. Keenan Thompson. Dope. Shaq. Ooh, Shaq D's. I'm sorry. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Ben Stiller. Colin Quinn. Dan Patrick. And Mikey Day. Mikey Day. I like Mikey Day. He's good on SNL. The first time I saw Mikey Day was in that Street Magic video from back in the day on YouTube. Like the David Blaine street magic video, the the spoof. I forget what I know him from. Like what the f, David Blaine? He's that guy. <laughs> I I gotta say this the this still this cast still not as bad as House Guest. Like the House Guest <laughs> cast was so large and so bad. At least Adam Sandler has pull more pull than Polly Shore. He gets Shaq and Ray Liotta. Like those are those. I love Steve Buscemi. <laughs> That's a great. Great names, Michael Chiklis. I would be scared to talk to Michael Chiklis. I haven't been excited for a, a, an Adam Sandler movie in a while, and I'm not sure if it's because I've aged, but I, I, like, I still love the oldies, but I def will say this is the first one I haven't rolled my eyes at in a few years. Uh, the writer-director combo helps, but I'm like a little excited for this film. You know, like I've, I'm like, okay, like this, this, this would be a fun. It's Halloween too, so I'm in the spirit. You know, that's it's always nice when. When a movie like that comes out, it's not just a random summer Adam Sandler movie about grown-ups that I don't get. 
<laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you? What are, you are you excited for this, Brianna? Um, I'm not excited. I'm ready to watch. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know exactly. I what wasn't you mean. this. I wasn't anticipating it. There was no eagerness, but I'm ready, and I'm, you know, I'm here. All right. Well, I mean, the fifty-fifty ratings is. Uh, we'll see how we That's come out healthy. of it. Uh, yeah, I wonder if we'll be polarized. I wonder if you're going to hate it and I'm going to love it or vice versa. We, we haven't really had that had that yet. We've pretty much agreed so far. I've liked movies a little more than you, but yes. yeah, we haven't yeah. really had like a... A big, a big polarizing. No, uh, we haven't had a civil war or anything. Take us out, girl. Well, if you're living under a rock, kind of like me, and you don't know what Hubie Halloween's about, here's a little, little snippet. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem, Hubie Du Bois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going to bump in the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. Spooky dookie. I like it. <laughs> Boopy. All right, we'll be right back, motherfucker. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We have just watched Hubie Halloween. For the record, and as a reminder... You are officially out of the spoiler. <laughs> you are in the what, Brianna? The spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. <laughs> you are not safe here. You're not safe. You will be violated by spoilers and somebody's mom. <gasps> so we just watched Hubie Halloween. We're gonna go into a semi-detailed review of the movie give our knee-jerk reactions our favorite parts our least favorite parts and then we're going to give you a recommendation or a non-recommendation brianna overall i thought it wasn't bad i thought it was a pretty honestly i thought it was a pretty decent halloween movie and i use halloween very specifically i think it was uh i think it was because of the halloween theme that i enjoyed it so much and I would say that it was deaf better than the last few Adam Sandler movies. Like, it wasn't as gritty as his older comedies, but I definitely think they were going for a more quote-unquote kid-friendly kind of thing, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, the jokes, you know, the jokes are a little sophomoric, but I, I enjoy that kind of humor in, in, in certain waves, and I think that it was, you know, it's an Adam Sandler movie, so you know what you're going to get. Bitch, you were giggling the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're like, you know what you're going to get. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, I think that I, like, like when I watch You Mess With The Zohan, I'm kind of like, eh, like, this isn't really that funny. No. But when I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, like, there's some there's some funny stuff in this movie. There's a, a lot of good cameos. We, we, we told you all the people that are in it, and, and, and they all get more than a few lines, so it's... So it's some good stuff. It's probably for the best. They only gave Rob Schneider like three lines, though. He he was he was like kind of an a part, intricate part of the movie, but at the same time he wasn't. So, but he but he did not get a a lot of line time. What do you think, Brianna? I would. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it that much. <laughs> really, not like what? What do you like? Like be a little. I yeah. Give me some. Um... I would compare, I mean, I liked I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry with Kevin James and Adam Sandler. I would put it maybe like one peg below that. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't that I didn't like it, I just, it wasn't my movie. It was a cute little Halloween movie though, just kind of like Vampires vs. the Bronx. Like you can throw it in there, but 
It's not really something I look forward to. I think that it would get you in the mood for Halloween. Yeah. Like there's a it's it's huge on Halloween themes, but the Hubie character himself is kind of like a watered down version of a combination of Little Nicky and Bobby Boucher. Yeah, it's kind of like all of his weird characters like put into one. Brianna called um, his daughter ugly. I didn't say she was ugly. <laughs> she's not ugly like you. At least she's going to glow up. <laughs> I could glow up. Oh. Uh, I could have like a Steve a oh. Steve Carell glow up. I could be mm. I could be a silver fox. <laughs> what part of you is going to turn silver? My beard. Okay. <laughs> My back hair. <laughs> <laughs> Your braidable back hair. I'll be a silver back fox. (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. Classic Sam Thor happy ending, though, in this movie. But usually the dicks, I feel like they get their comeuppance or they, like, get a nut shot or they break some bones or something like that. Like, the kind of the dicks in this movie don't really get taught a lesson at all. That was kind of annoying, to be honest with you. I was hoping for at least somebody to get hit in the nuts or (laughs) something like that. They do, but it, it's uh, you don't get the glory of it. Like they learn their lesson, and you're just like, oh. Like put it this way: <laughs> there's an O'Doyle character in this movie. We hear the phrase "O'Doyle rules." Doyle rules. In Billy Madison, the O'Doyle character dies after they drive off a cliff. In this movie, the O'Doyle character kind of just gets called a little dummy in the cafeteria. Like, those are the kind of the two differences in the, in the movie itself. Like, in the movies themselves. Like, that's kind of what you're getting. You're getting a very watered-down version of an old Adam Sandler film. But it's still more enjoyable than, like, Jack and Jill or Mess with the Zohan. Murder Mystery? Yeah. I never saw that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. But it's, it's uh, you know, it's no click. I feel like he's just kind of going along with the times. And, yeah, he's a dad now. He has, like... A tween and a preteen, and he's just making movies that they can also watch with him. And make with him, apparently. And make with him. But, like, yeah, it's nice that as an as adults that we pretend to be, we could watch it and we got some chuckles out of it. But, like, also it wasn't too much for... For us. Yeah, of course. Kind of like Vampires vs. the Bronx. Like, no. that was an appropriate young teen movie. If I was 12, this would have been an, a very enjoyable film. I, I would have been right up my alley at that time, I think. But, yeah, if you, ha- like, were an adult, like, if you had some kids that were 12, like, whoa, that's scary. But if you had some kids that were 12 and you wanted to watch the movie with them, there's also some funny parts for you. I like, I like it a lot. Let's get into... <laughs> Favorite part let me do one. Okay. Favorite parts. Ching ching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can hear it over here. You you go you go first. I think we uh we sort of have the same favorite parts I think because we do too. I we're going back to the movies where Brianna's confused and she was confused the whole movie. But <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had one in a while that really threw her off, but. This was one of them, so I don't really have too much written down in terms of notes. But one of my favorite parts, and I know it was one of your favorite parts, was the soup thermos. Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, that's number one of my favorite parts. He has, like, this Inspector Gadget, like, soup thermos thing that holds soup but also transforms into, like, an umbrella 
a rocket launcher, sort of. A shovel, a megaphone, flashlight, a grappling hook, <laughs> a blender. It just has and, all and these, mace. It just has all these like weird things, and he carries it around with him, and you're not sure like what's going on with it, and then you realize like, oh, it's a weird soup thermos that's magical, <laughs> and so, it does all these things for. Him. He pulls it out at every 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 instance, and at one point in time, someone goes, "I hope you don't lose that thing ever." And he goes, "Oh, not possible!" And he throws it across the parking lot, and he just like grappling hooks it back to his his hand. <laughs> it's, it's so intense. And then um, my other favorite part was all of his mom's shirts that she had on. That's number two on my list too. <laughs> Some notable ones are Boner Donor. That's a play on Blood Donor. Uh, Yeah, that was a good one. I shaved my balls for this. (laughs) In that scene, the woman standing next to her said, uh, her shirt said, it's not going to lick itself. That was, those shirts are hilarious. Um, I liked the kayaking makes me wet one. (laughs) Kayaking gets me wet, yeah. And then um, she has like a silk robe and it says, I'd hit that. Uh, uh, she had one more at the very end that was one of my favorite, and it said Muff's Diving School. <laughs> yeah, she definitely, like, all of her shirts were really funny. Yeah, she was, uh, she, she was, she was hilarious, and once again, spoiler alert, um, she ends up being the killer at the end of the movie. Wow, you just dropped a huge spoiler. Well, I mean, we're in the fucking spoiler zone. So if you're That's true, we were supposed to be violated by spoilers. You're being you see if you so if you're sitting here right now and you went, Oh my god, I'm I'm so violated now that I know the complete end of the movie, uh I I, I warned you like seven times. Like so I, that's pretty much consent at this point to this to the spoiler violation. I don't know what to tell you. There was a kid dressed as Freddie Mercury for Halloween and it was a pretty legit costume. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. He had the whole he had like the whole like crazy jacket crazy leather jacket with the he had the yellow jacket with the buckles across the front yes he had the freddie mercury teeth (laughs) and he had the mustache and it looked like a really good costume i was very excited goes to show you that anybody can pull off a good costume with the right things like the right pieces of the costume because this was an indian kid dressed up as freddie mercury and you knew exactly who it was as soon as he as soon as they put him on screen you're like oh my god it's freddie mercury and so you well, can, Freddie Mercury was Indian. Well, yeah, but he they were the skin colors were completely different. I'm just saying that you don't have to go you don't have to use blackface or whiteface to make a good costume. I guess is my point. You can just make true. you can make a good costume no matter who you are, no matter what you want to do with the right the right pieces. Just want to just get a try. Just a, just a little anti-blackface PSA for everybody listening right now. Just want to put that out there. Well, as a a dark-skinned Indian person, he could have put makeup on to make himself a little lighter, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He nope. just embraced it. Didn't need to. Didn't need to. He invested in a mustache and some teeth instead. And nobody in that town, what a progressive town, because nobody in that town gave him shit for being an Indian Freddie Mercury. Somebody, in, if I grew up with that kid, somebody definitely would have said something. Yeah, welcome, welcome to my life. <laughs> Brianna, you can't be Britney Spears. You're Asian. Yeah, I know. You have to be Lucy Liu. I'm I'm aware. Is that the only Asian person that was famous when we were growing up? Yes. Anyway. My, anyway, my <laughs> poor poor Brianna. Everybody. Hashtag Brianna sucks. Hashtag poor Brianna. I got some favorite parts. Um, so in the movie there is a narrator, and the narrator is the 
host of a radio show that takes place in Salem. The host is a f- has a female voice, and it's like this smooth voice, like, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to Midnight Soul. And it's very cool, and Hubie Dubois calls into that show all the time. It's silky. It's It's silky. And he calls into that show all the time, and at the end, he's on the run from the cops, and he has to go somewhere where he feels safe. And he goes to the radio station, and he walks in, and he finds Shaq sitting there speaking in that tone. And so Shaq has a radio voice that is this smooth, silky woman's voice. And it's super great, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal's always a good time. And then his like wife comes in, who I think is a man, I'm not sure, and they start lady and the tramp in a sandwich which was super gross brianna hated it she she audibly gagged a few times the wife is a woman and her name is bunny in the movie oh okay sick it's gross it's a gross scene spoiler alert the sandwich Um, looked good though but i think that my overall favorite (laughs) (laughs) my overall favorite part of the movie was the story itself i honestly thought it was a decent mystery Overall, um, it was a little predictable, but I wasn't sitting there going like, what, what's the ending going to be? But, you know, uh, when it happened, I was like, oh, OK, that like I like that. That's good. Um, you know, there's a lot of times in the movie where they make you think that it's uh, the person killing people in the town is either a escaped mental patient or someone who's possibly a werewolf or um, the fact that uh, or uh, or Julie Bowen or mm. or uh, Ray Liotta or whoever it was, you don't know who the killer is at the time, and it ends up being kind of like a Friday the 13th thing with Hubie's mom doing the killing because everybody was making fun of her boy. I thought that was, that's what made the movie like good overall. I liked that. Um, what about least favorite parts, Brianna? Should we, should we do a thing for least favorite parts? Like, least favorite parts. <laughs> Um, all right, you give me your least favorite parts. Uh, least favorite parts. Although I wasn't looking forward to ever watching this movie again, I didn't really have any least favorite parts. Okay. I didn't really like how, like, mean they were, and I hope that this was all just made-up situations where people get bullied because some of the things were so bad, and it's just like, why would they do that? You know, it's what is wrong. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, well, it's not funny you say that, but it's I completely agree because my the very first thing on my least favorite parts is it says bullying, not because I'm a lame PC baby, but because the bullying in this movie is not it's not realistic. Like it's it's one of my least favorite tropes in movies when they try to make bullying very over the top and 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 physical and like bullying's different than that. Like I I hate when they. They show bullying like that. And a lot of the bullying in this movie is just so aggressive. I don't know if that's what bullying was like in the 70s and 80s, but it's not what it was like when I was growing up. <laughs> when I was younger, people egged each other, but like it was never close contact egging to the face. Yeah, but there also wasn't like... There wasn't like adults picking on kids. Because like at the end, there was a resolution. The bullying, the bullies obviously came to terms with how they had treated Hubie all the time. And they were like, you know, they realized they all had their insecurities, but... I, I didn't like how it was resolved because th- once again, they didn't get their comeuppance yeah. at all. Like I wanted them all to die. I was like, just die. Like that's, but it's a kid's movie. I get it. But like, once again, and, and Billy Madison, O'Doyle falls off the cliff. 
The whole family drives off a cliff. Oh, yeah. The whole family drives off the cliff. So you're like, oh, that's hilarious. But this, like, not even Ray Liotta died in this movie. Come on. He was a, he pushed Hubie, Hubie into a, a grave at one point at his dad's funeral. That was so fucked up. Had they disappeared and never came back, I would have, you know, assumed they died. And that would have been much sweeter. Overall, the whole movie is, like, don't be a bully. Treat everybody respectful. But, and I get, I don't know. I guess that's good for kids. But I'm, I'm a... I fucking wanted them to die. <laughs> That's a, and my, my other least favorite part, Brianna, was how obsessed Julie Bowen was with Hubie. I just don't like the way they portrayed her obsession with him. That was really what bugged me. Like, I get that she was in love with him since the first grade. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, these just weird moments where you're like, are we... Is he gonna wake up? Like, what? Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy, her obsession with Bobby Boucher is realistic. In the sense that, like, she was crazy. She was like, I'm a psychopath. I'll cut you. I'm obsessed with Bobby Boucher. She didn't have a family of three kids, yeah. Julie Bowen had a family of three kids, and she was, like, voted most kind, most beautiful person in high school The in the yearbook that Hubie keeps looking at. And, but she's, like, completely like, I've been in love with you since the first grade, and I'm obsessed with you. And she was always fawning over him. And just the way she spoke with him, it didn't make you feel like she was the killer. It just made you think that... The character didn't make any sense. Yeah, that was a very weirdly written character. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of upsetting because Julie Bowen and Adam Sandler obviously have chemistry. And it was just like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> it was cringy. How many popcorn bags do you give in this movie, Brianna? 25. Okay, that's salty. It'd be 26. That's a, that's a salty, uh, it's a salty movie. I'm giving it, based on kids' Halloween movies, I'm giving it a 28 on twenty-eight out of 50 on the kids' Halloween movie scale. Yeah, I am recommending it. It's a decent Halloween movie. If you put it on, you'll definitely get solid Halloween vibes. Very chill. A lot of good aesthetics. Salem. A lot of good costumes. A lot of good sets. So, so yeah. So, I would totally recommend it. What about you, Brianna? Yeah. I'd throw a recommendation out there. I wouldn't write it down or anything. I don't want, like, too much on the record, but I would recommend it. Okay. (laughs) That's good enough for me. So take that for what it is, people. That is the movie of the week. That is Hubie Halloween. They called him Hubie a lot. Yeah, they called him Pubie. That was pretty funny. What else you watched this week? Well, I wanted to watch a scary movie, but I couldn't decide, like, how scary I wanted the movie to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So I didn't watch a scary movie at all. I watched a Taika Waititi movie and shout out New Zealand because I feel like I want to move there now. Hell yeah. See, you're coming. I am I told you it's infectious. New Zealand. New Zealand's the fucking best. Why, why do you want to move there now? What did you watch? I watched, it's new to Netflix, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, great movie. And um, it really shows like the <clears throat> lush bush green landscape of new zealand love it love it we gotta go to new zealand dude i mean i don't think they'll ever let us back there as americans but they they have health care there's not that many people there yeah but it's like it's just i also i also found out the other day that sam neil was is from new zealand that's crazy see i didn't know that shout out new zealand Shout out the, shout out the 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 country of New Zealand and how great they are. Shout out all blacks. 
Like, when when I found that out, I was like, hold on to your butt, Sam Neill is New Zealandy. Is, is I don't know. He's a Kiwi. New we'll Zealander? Just say that. Yeah, New Zealander. Uh, He's a Kiwi. Share I this. I that movie. Sh- I, I want to be number one on the charts in New Zealand. Share this amongst all your Kiwi friends. Yeah. And then when everything goes back to somewhat normal, we want to visit. So hook us up yeah when things go back to somewhat normal we'll see what, we'll see what goes on there i watched three spooky movies this week brianna Ooh. yeah i watched the lost boys which i which i texted you about oh yeah you said that was better than the goonies didn't you oh my god no you said that <laughs> no the goonies is way better than the lost boys i didn't hate it but like it was fucking kind of lame like it, like i was like what like the leather jackets were kind of lame the main character was kind of lame. You know something weird, though? Kiefer Sutherland was sweet. I was reading after you told me that you thought that The Lost Boys was better than The Goonies. I was reading about it, and I guess the director of The Lost Boys wanted to make the movie with kids. Ooh, that would have been way or better. Or he didn't, he didn't want to make the movie with kids, my be. So the director of The Lost Boys had, like, I don't know, adult teen looking people set in his mind for the Lost Boys. Okay. And they were like, no, we want kids. And he was like, I will not make this movie if there's kids in it. And that's why there's like Kiefer Sutherland and Oh, I feel like the kids kids would have been so much better. But I won't watch the Lost Boys 2 or 3. That's so weird. I don't need to see Corey Feldman in like in weird times trying to portray the Frog Brothers. Like that's fucking weird. It's weird in the third one, I think. Yeah, the the movie itself was just, it, 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 it wasn't, it just was, it was just not great. But clearly the main character was supposed to be like a Jim Morrison lookalike. That was super weird. And he, he wasn't a good, he wasn't like a good actor. I don't know. You I also. like Jason Patrick? No, I don't, I guess. I don't know who, who he is. Um, I also watched The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. I've never seen that, but I read about how it ends, and so now I'm never going to see it. That was super fucking good. I I recommend the shit out of that movie. That was cool. Elizabeth Moth, M- Moss plays a good... Cri- <laughs> Elizabeth Moth. Elizabeth Mo- Moth. <laughs> she kept standing really close to the light the whole time. It was weird. <laughs> she plays a great crazy person. Like, the whole movie, I was like, girl, why are you so fucking crazy? Like, you need to get it together. I think together. she's just a great actress in general. She really is. She really super is. And so I suggest that movie. I'm not going to go into a lot about it because I want people to watch it. And also I watched Blade, which was super underwhelming. I haven't seen Blade in like 15 to 20 years. And I was so underwhelmed. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, this movie kind of sucks. I've never, never seen Blade. It was so slow and like the vampires were boring and like the... It was like the Matrix music, and they were in a weird techno dance club. It has not aged well. I, I, I only suggest watching that movie so you'd be like, what the fuck was the 90s up to? Like, get your shit together, 90s. Is that one of those movies, though, that, like, because there's more that came out in the series, like, Blade was just really bad, and the other ones are okay? I think people really liked Blade, and still do really like Blade. Hmm. Maybe it's just, yeah, I don't know, uh... They gotta, they gotta get together. The '90s is, is trash. Either way, that's what we watched in the last week or so. What we'll be watching next week, though, for the show, will be save yourself. Save yourselves. Save yourselves. 
It's a Halloween movie as well. It's a bit spooky. It's about some alien poofs that I think take over the world or something like that. I don't think it's spooky, but... <laughs> I'm specifically going into it semi-blind because I don't. I like being in the spoiler-free zone. I hate being in the spoiler zone. I wouldn't listen to this show if I was not making it because I hate the spoiler zone. So that's why I try to live in the spoiler-free zone. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> you have anything uh, else for our people before we leave, Brianna? Well, don't forget to follow us on social media. Yes. We're now we're now popping on Instagram. Well, we've always been popping on Instagram. Who am I kidding? Popping, popping. <laughs> we're popping on Instagram. Well, that's a popcorn joke. Shout out Blaze Hemingway who tweeted back at me and said our podcast was wild. Yeah, we're on Twitter at Where the fuck? Where the fuck? We're on the, Twitter. The link at, the link is in the show notes, baby. <laughs> we're at, we're on Twitter. We uh we're on Discord. I don't know how to use it, but I'll figure it out if you want to talk to me. I did see some messages though that came up and I was all excited. <laughs> we're a semi fun bunch. Come and by bunch I mean just the two of us. Yeah, we have um we're on the, the YouTubes now, so if you're a YouTube and podcast, we'd love to If you do the YouTube. Yeah, if you're into the, the YouTube or the boob tube for the computer. I love it. I love it. Um, you get a else? car. You get a car. No, I got nothing else. I'll take us out. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. I think that we have a solid group of listeners right now, and that's really exciting. So if you're a repeat listener, I love you so much. I can't ask for anything more. Obviously, we don't have any ads or um sponsors or anything like that we're not selling anything so we just appreciate you listening we have fun doing this and we hope you have fun listening to us uh follow us on instagram twitter discord all the links are in the show notes we love you so much shout out new zealand hashtag brianna sucks i will see you next week i love you oh hashtag you still think that the goonies is worse than lost boys okay just say goodbye brianna want to say goodbye because it's not goodbye see you later bye everybody (laughs) 